Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. I had come home from working at the studio. We usually had long hours. When I came in after a long day, first thing I had to do is jump in the shower, almost like wash the day off of me. I was washing my face and looked up in the mirror and floating kind of behind me was this little piece of a cloud floating gently in the mirror over my left shoulder. I wiped my eyes, dried my face off, and I looked at it again and it was still there. Of course, my initial instinct was, oh, my God. I turned around. And I still saw it. It really did kind of freak me out. Am I, is that, am I crazy? Like, what the hell is going on here? I don't know, but I'm going to close the door and hopefully it'll go away. So probably a couple days passed. I was getting ready for bed and I'd left the light on in the closet. It's a large, you know, walk-in closet. So I had walked to go turn off the light. I walked in and I saw this like haze hovering above the top probably one foot section of the closet covering the ceiling. It was something otherworldly, that it wasn't just fog or steam or, or something that had logical explanation. It scared the hell out of me, and I turned the light off, I closed the door, and I jumped my ass into bed. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Montana Jordan, occult specialist, paranormal and parapsychological researcher, and independent consultant. And you are listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, with my good friend, the amazing Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and Britt is currently away, and it is Monday, January 18th, 2021, episode 250. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, it is always great to be back in the hot seat. And it is a little bit crazy over here in the States. 
But not to worry, not to worry. The iron bars on the windows and doors over here at the RPA Mansion are holding. <laughs> and not to mention, where is it? Where? Oh, there it is. I have my sidearm. Not a problem. But yeah, last week our capital was stormed. And also the new strain of COVID is here in the States as well. Evil is everywhere. And we can't find the Jedi. <laughs> so... Yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be okay. Uh, I'm curious what's going to happen this Wednesday when the new president is uh, sworn in. So that's going to be a big deal. But other than that, this Tuesday will be a new Aaron's Horror Show. And Wednesday, Terry is coming back from his little vacation. So there will be a new episode of Terry's Mysterious Moments. And if you want to share your own paranormal experience, send that in to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com. And I'll read it off on a future episode. Other than that, that's it. Yeah. We're just waiting for Wednesday. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But, uh, yeah, we're going to do listener stories yet again today. We're putting a huge dent in our backlog, which is great because it's just overflowing. Thank you guys very much out there who are sending them in. We'll get to them. And so with that, pretty quick, huh? Let's get to the show, and you guys know what that means. Oh, yeah, man. Come on. Say it with me. Say it with me. That's right. To the story den. Follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving, and man, the fires are blazing nice and toasty warm in here. Grab a bean bag over there in the corner. Find an empty spot on the floor, and as always, get behind my desk here. And Britt sent me her packet. I print it off. Thank you, Britt. Let's see what she has for us today. Okay. Whoa, look at that. Short one, medium one, and a long one. Okay. Well, let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So good when it hits the lips, I tell you. Alright. The first one. This one is by Jody. And it's titled, Paranormal Encounter. Okay, Jody. Let's see what you got, man. Back in 2001 or 2002, I lived on an old army base in World War II era housing. I was a military wife with a daughter three years old and a one-year-old boy. I had many little experiences, but it took me years after living there to put the pieces together. It started when I was on a long-distance call with my father. I was cooking dinner in the kitchen with my son in his high chair in the dining room. The dining room was on one side of the kitchen, and the foyer, or front entry, was on the other side of the kitchen. When you entered the house into the foyer, the kitchen was to your left, the living room straight ahead, and the stairs that led up to the three bedrooms was on the right. I'm making a point of the location of the foyer because it seems to be where all the activity was coming from. Now back to my phone call. We were talking your everyday how are things conversation while I cooked dinner. While I was cooking, the door that separates the foyer and kitchen started moving back and forth a few inches in both directions. It was very precise and it did this for several moments. There were no breezes flowing. 
This had never happened before, and the movement was very abrupt, not a gentle swaying motion. My dad was very nonchalant. Uh, someone is trying to say hi, no big deal. So, okay, no problem. I believe in life beyond death. I have no deep fear, just fascination in the things that can't be explained. Before this happened, while I was on the phone with Dad, I hear what I think is my husband calling me from upstairs. It sounded muffled, but I didn't think anything of it. I called to him, no answer. I called again, no answer. I put my dad on hold and run upstairs to see what he wants. He is passed out recovering from a migraine. I wake him and ask if he called me, and he was out of it. I just thought it was the neighbors. I really didn't think much about it. It was so insignificant. Flash forward a few months. My husband was on an early schedule that had him out the door around 4 a.m. for physical training. I was sleeping, and it's about 5 in the morning. I hear what I think is my husband calling. The same muffled sound from the foyer area, except this time I'm upstairs. I call out to him, and no answer. I call out again. No answer. I get up and walk to the stairs to see what he wants. No one is there. I look out the window to see if his car is parked outside. Uh, no car. He isn't back from training. I was a bit spooked by that, but uh, soon forgot about it. So, I move away and years later I start remembering those instances and another thing that happened with my baby boy. He used to wake up in the middle of the night crying. I would get him and take him downstairs to comfort him and he would stare at the foyer and wave and say hi repeatedly. I didn't think too much about it. It took me years to put it all together. My neighbor's housing unit was attached to mine. Also had experiences that centered in the foyer area. Our floor plans were mirror images of each other, and our foyer area were side by side. She actually saw a man go upstairs, and she followed him, but he went around a corner and was gone. Her daughter, who was the same age as my boy, would lock herself in her room and play with her friend. My friend would also call me frequently to ask if my son had been crying. This was often late at night when he had been asleep for some time. It drove her crazy. She would think it was her daughter and check her room and then call me. Other neighbors claim to have their own bizarre experiences, but some seem to be a little out there. I am 38 and this is my only experience I can say that has truly been paranormal. Thank you for reading. Love the stories. And that's from Jody. Hey, Jody. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you very much for sharing. I love these military uh, base stories. Yeah. I think uh, we're getting them in. Yeah, you guys out there in the military, if you're uh, listening, if you have any experiences, send them in. But uh, yeah, Jody. Hey, great story. 
I like how your uh, dad on the phone just tells you someone's just trying to say hi and and that's it, you know, no big deal. <laughs> so, yeah, it seems like uh, it didn't mean too much harm. Uh, yeah, that door, though, that's pretty interesting. It, it was going back and forth a couple of inches, but it wasn't swaying gently. You said it was just very abruptly. So it moves, whatever, a couple of inches one way, boom, it stops. And then, boom, back, you know. That would be kind of interesting to watch. Yeah. And of course, uh, I always like it when other people are experiencing other things. Looks like your neighbor is as well, and other people around there. Uh, but like you said, some of them seem to be a little bit out there. Yeah, Jody, thank you very much for uh, sharing. Great story. All right. Yeah, I love those military stories, man. Military base stories. Good stuff. All right, what's next? What do we got? Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. This one is by Smiley, and it's titled Older Brother. Okay, Smiley, let's see what you got, man. I'm one of five siblings. When my older brother, Stephen, was four years old, he died of pneumonia, and my mother was completely heartbroken. A year later, in 1993, I was born and was even named after my brother, his name being Stephen Michael and my name being Stephanie Michelle. I remember this one night when I must have been turning six or seven as it was about three in the morning on my birthday. I was asleep on the couch with a severe cold and my mom slept on the other side of the couch with me. When I woke up in the middle of the night, I happened to look in front of me at my mom sleeping, and there was a little boy with blonde hair and blue-striped overalls looking down at her, with the most sad look in his eyes. I continued to stare at him for what seemed like minutes, until he slowly turned his head my way and saw I was watching him. The boy looked startled and a little frightened that I was staring at him and slowly faded away until he was gone. I fell asleep quickly after, not feeling too alarmed as it seemed he was innocent enough. When I woke the next morning, I told my mom what I had seen and she told me maybe it was Stephen coming to see his mother and visit. I think she may be right. When I grew older and saw more photos of Stephen from the years when he was alive, I was convinced that the boy I had seen at three in the morning was my long dead brother. He was identical to the little boy I had seen with the same blonde hair and it seemed around the same age as Stephen was when he had died. It's sad to think that if what I saw really was my brother, 
that he was sad in the afterlife. Love RPA. And that's from Smiley. Smiley, thank you very much for sharing that. I don't think he's sad in the afterlife. I think uh, when he came to visit, if that was, you know, your dead brother, that, you know, he's uh, visiting his mom and, you know, he's probably sad <laughs> at that moment. Uh, but as far as wherever he goes, wherever you go, I don't think he's sad all the time. But, hey, you know, what do I know? I'm no expert, but, yeah, yeah. Hey, great story. We get this all the time. It's nothing uh, too unique. You know, loved ones coming back. In this case, it could very well be uh, him just wanting to see his mother. One last time, maybe. Maybe a few more times. Who knows? Yeah, Smiley, thank you very much for sharing. All right. Yeah, we're getting a lot of those lately, uh, you know, stories of uh, loved ones coming back. Last few episodes, I think. Hmm. All right, what do we got next? What do we got here? This one is by Angela, and it's titled, Making Contact. Okay, Angela, let's see what you got, man. Let me begin by saying that although I have great respect for the paranormal and do believe in ghosts and life after death, I am not in the least bit psychic. I do not have anything at all of what can be regarded as a sixth sense or ever get premonitions or signs or anything. My mother does though. She often dreams of things and they come true and often talks of people she hasn't seen in years only to have them call her within the hour. My husband as well has seen his deceased father countless times in the 11 years we've been married. But that's another story for another day. Anyway, my story begins when I was seven years old. It began as any other weekday. I was awoken by the sound of my parents eating breakfast, and I was still in bed. My father came to say goodbye to me before work, but me, being a silly seven-year-old, pretended I was asleep and didn't respond. And sadly, my father was killed by a drunk driver on his way to work, and I never saw him again. Life, as I knew it, changed. The following days after my father's sudden and unexpected death were a whirlwind. My mother planning a funeral with my paternal grandmother and lots of people coming by to pay their condolences. It was a crazy few days. And finally, it all died down after his funeral. The first story I heard of a family member making contact was my maternal grandfather. My grandparents were separated and my mother and I were staying with my maternal grandmother for an infinite amount of time while my mother sorted out what to do with my father's things. And my grandfather was staying at our house so it wouldn't be alone. He later told me he was watching TV, watching my father's favorite sport to be exact, and was sitting in my father's favorite chair when he was overcome by emotion and started crying. He said he just missed my father so much. At that exact same time, he said all the windows in the house started rattling, as if someone was knocking on them all at once. 
It was a small, single-story, two-bedroom home, and he said every single window shook at the exact same time. My grandfather said he called out, Yes, I know. You're here. After he said that, it all stopped and all was quiet. My grandfather said he wasn't afraid but was comforted because he knew my father was there. The next story I heard was of my great aunt. As I said, my mother was in the process of dealing with my father's belongings and there was a sweater of his my great aunt wanted. By now it was January and my great aunt said she was the first to wake up and with it being a particularly chilly morning, she put on my father's sweater and set about to cook breakfast. She said she was all by herself when she said she felt a sudden tug on the side of the sweater and heard my father's voice loud and clear right by her ear say, Hello, Auntie. She too wasn't scared, just surprised, she said. Of all the people to have experiences, my mother had the most, which to me made sense. She actually told me that she dreamt of my father dying in an accident a week before he died. She said she wondered if she should mention it to him when he told her he had dreamt of his father who had passed away years before. She then decided against telling him because the two dreams scared her. She said in the weeks following my father's death she would be laying in bed and feel a pressure on the bed of someone sitting on the side of the bed then laying down. She said she knew it was him. I asked her if it scared her. She said, of course not. She had countless dreams, which she told me about. But the one I remember the most was one where she was walking down a crowded street and my father would come out of the crowd to her and say, come with me. She would resist and say, no, I can't, you're dead. And she would then wake up. Fast forward to me being 19, and in the 12 years that had passed since my father's death. I had never seen my father, never heard my father, and never even had a single dream about him. As I grew older, it began to press on my mind. Even my cousins had by now told me they had dreamt of him or had heard his voice. And I kept thinking, with me being his child, why wouldn't he contact me? This particular sunny day, I was in the shower. The bathroom was a long, rectangular shape and had two doors, one connecting it to the master bedroom and one going out to the hallway. The doors were perpendicular to each other and were so close that if one was open wide and someone opened the other door, it would cause them to bang against each other. We were actually staying at my uncle's house for a while and I went in to have a shower and only locked the hallway door since I knew no one would come in through the master bedroom. But I made sure I shut that door as well and the window was also closed. As I showered, I started to think about my father. For the first time, I actually felt angry and resented never to have had any contact with him after he had passed. In my mind, I angrily said, I'm your daughter do something. 
And at that exact same moment, a part of the shower curtain got pushed in. It looked as if someone actually punched the shower curtain from the other side. I froze. Window and doors were closed. There was no draft. And even if there was, it wasn't the whole curtain that moved. It was that small, specific spot right in the middle. It was quick, too. And then it was still. I peeked through the side, and no one was there. I won't lie. It scared me to death. But I was happy. I had finally made contact. I am now 32, and this year will mark the 25th anniversary of his death. I've had no other experiences since that day. On a side note, though, when my husband and I first met and were getting to know each other still, I was telling him about my dad, and he asked me when in November he had passed away. I said, November 28th. He looked at me and said, Oh, I see. November 28th is my father's birthday. Such is life. Thank you for reading. And that's from Angela. Angela, oh man, great story. Thank you very much. And yet another uh, story about loved ones coming back. Yeah, um, I don't know. That is curious. I don't know why it took so long for uh, you to, uh, you know, have any contact with uh, your father. And it sounds like your whole family has a gift of some sort, you know, psychic ability, whatever you want to call it. And like you said in the beginning of the story, you don't, you know, you're, you're not psychic whatsoever. And you mentioned a few things about your mother, you know, dreams, premonitions, that sort of thing. Yeah, but that is curious why it took so long. But finally, uh, you got a little bit angry and you just thought in your mind, hey, why don't you show me a sign? And uh, there you go, shower curtain. You know, it's quite possible you might he might have uh, been giving you signs uh, for a long time and you just uh, haven't noticed. You know, little things that uh, you, yeah, you just did not notice. Who knows? Who knows? But Angela, thank you very much for sharing. Great story. And that is all, guys. That's all the stories we have for today. And as always, thank you very much for uh, coming and listening to anything on the network or watching these shows. Oh, wait, and one thing. I forgot. I forgot to tell you guys in the beginning. Uh, the RPA show right now, uh, we're in season seven. Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. And we wouldn't be here without you. Uh, thank you very much for uh, you know coming here, supporting us, uh, watching the you know video shows, listening to the other shows, supporting the network. Premium members, thank you very much for your uh, support. It helps us pay the bills. Uh, just everyone, thank you very much. We never thought we'd get this uh, far. Me and Britt, uh, when we first started uh, started out, we just started the uh, you know this show, the Monday RPA show. And we never thought uh, anyone would listen to us. <laughs> but it seems like you guys uh, enjoy uh, listening to other people's stories and also enjoy sending in your own experiences. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. And we're going to continue on, of course, and we are going to bring more content. We're going to grow the network. And uh, hopefully you can find something here right now that you enjoy. And of course, go ahead and download the RPA app. We had them built for you because we love you guys, and they're free. 
Just do a search in your app store for Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast. You'll see our iconic aqua blue eye come up. And that's us. Go ahead and download that and listen to us while you're at work and watch your day fly by. We're on all the streaming networks, iHeartRadio, Pandora, all that good stuff. Wherever you find podcasts, you'll find us. And I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Britton and is also made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And man, we love you. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you and Good night.